The Island Digest is a sampling of the stories in this week's Journal of the San Juans, Islands Sounder, and Islands Weekly, which are on newsstands now. The January 11th edition is brought to you by Orcas Center. I'm Caleb Summers. Headlines from the week of January 11th, 2023. Friday Harbor High School art student Isla Ross recognized. A Winter Moth Mystery Reservations for 2023 Resident Camping Open Plus, choice excerpts from the Sheriff's Log First, from the Journal of the San Juan Islands, Friday Harbor High School art student Isla Ross recognized. Friday Harbor High School is excited to announce that the 2022 AP Art and Design Digital Exhibit is now available online, and that one of our students, Isla Ross, has been featured. The exhibit features 50 high school artists from six countries, selected from more than 62,000 portfolios who submitted work to the 2022 AP Art and Design exam. The featured students represent outstanding examples from the Sustained Investigation and Selected Works portfolio components. The exhibit is designed not only to showcase the rigor and excellence of the AP Art and Design portfolio, but also as an exemplary teaching tool shared with AP Art and Design students worldwide. In this capacity, high-achieving students' artwork and statements teacher statements and school leader statements help teach best practices and support arts advocacy. Student participation in AP Art and Design requires that each student's work is informed and guided by observation, research, experimentation, discussion, critical analysis, and reflection relating individual practices to the art world. Students document their artistic ideas and practices to demonstrate conceptual and technical development to create a portfolio of work. Portfolios include works of art and design, process documentation, and written information about the work presented. In May, students submit portfolios for evaluation based on specific criteria which include skillful synthesis of materials, processes, and ideas and sustained investigation through practice, experimentation, and revision, guided by questions. Students become inventive artistic scholars who contribute to visual culture through art-making. Through AP Art and Design, students define themselves as future art leaders, making visual connections based on honest explorations of internal and external worlds, said Rebecca Stone Danahy, director of AP Art and Design. AP Art and Design students consistently demonstrate innovation and creativity through the inquiry-based curriculum, said Trevor Packer, head of the AP program. Their portfolio development, based on personal experiences, continues to impress and inspire viewers, and I commend them on their accomplishments. I am so proud of Isla's amazing achievements, said Andrew Anderson, Friday Harbor High School art teacher. Isla's hard work has been recognized and celebrated, earning multiple awards and honors. 
she received top scores of five on both of her AP Studio art drawing and 2D portfolios. College Board sent her letters congratulating her on earning the highest possible score in every rubric category on both portfolios, placing her in the top 1.2% of all portfolios submitted. Washington State selected her work to be displayed in the State Capitol building as part of its permanent collection. She was also awarded several Gold Key Awards from Scholastic's Arts and Writing Competition. Ultimately, the quality of Isla's portfolio submission clearly illustrates her exceptional technical skills and creative thought process. She is the third student in the past ten years from FHHS, whose portfolio has been selected by the College Board. Building this portfolio has been an incredibly personal journey, said Isla Ross. I've loved having the opportunity to explore my artistic voice through this class, and I am beyond excited and proud to share my work with all of you. I hope it's inspiring to see the end result of so many hours of hard work conceptualizing, creating, writing. It's a multifaceted process. From the Islands Sounder, A Winter Moth Mystery Submitted by Russell Barsh Most butterflies and moths emerge and fly as adults in the warmest months of the year. Anyone that has left an outdoor bulb shining after dark here in the islands between Thanksgiving and Easter has probably seen at least a few plain, pale, smallish moths drawn to the light. The fact is that our woodlands produce large numbers of moths on relatively calm winter nights, even when it's drizzling. Who are they, and what role do they play in our island ecosystem? This winter, we are trapping moths to identify them and learn more about what they eat, their larval host plants, and what eats them. The moths we have identified thus far, flying in December, are geometrids, loopers or inchworms, of the tribe Bormini, a large cosmopolitan group of inconspicuous moths with wings that look vaguely like dirty linen. Most often, we have been seeing Hesperumia, a moth genus widely distributed around the North Pacific Rim from Japan to California, associated with Douglas firs and the kinds of deciduous trees routinely found in our island's forests, such as ocean spray and willows. The photo is a specimen collected in the evening on Christmas Day in a wooded area near Lopez Village. Now, here is the mystery. Hesperumia and its nearest relatives are reported to fly mainly in summer, like most other North American moths, but sometimes as early as March. This means that these moths can cheat and emerge as adults when the weather is still cool and wet, avoiding many predators that only emerge or arrive in summer. You should now be thinking, now wait, there is a big difference between March and December. Generally, that would be true. But one of the peculiarities of our island climate is very mild winters, 
apart from two or three episodes of freezing weather and a week or two of snow. January, a midwinter false spring, is common. Temperatures tend to remain above freezing for a majority of the island's winter nights. Moths here can emerge two or three months earlier than has been reported elsewhere in North America. We previously discovered that the islands are unusual because bats remain sporadically active throughout the fall and winter, neither hibernating nor migrating. This is only possible because some of our moths are able to emerge sporadically through fall and winter. Moths, and the bats that feed on them, need only fly for two or three days per week. Bats can sleep deeply for several days without eating or drinking, and moth caterpillars spend months eating voraciously and storing up fats so that, just for a few days, they can fly and mate as adults. When they emerge, moths are loaded with calorie-rich fats. Of course, this means that bats are our first line of defense against moths that eat our woodlands and our orchards. Likewise, we need to maintain undisturbed woodlands and unsprayed orchards so that island bats can continue to feed and thrive in the islands year-round. This project was made possible by the San Juan Island Community Foundation and island donors, and the Mills Davis Family Foundation for Quiot's efforts to make island homes and gardens more bat-friendly. You can help by catching and saving some winter moths for us to identify and add to our moth DNA library. Set moths aside in a plain paper envelope, write the location and date of collection on the envelope, and mail it to Quiot. P.O. Box 415, Lopez Island, Washington, 98261. From the Islands Weekly, Reservations for 2023 Resident Camping Open. San Juan County Parks, Recreation, and Fair Department is offering advanced camping reservations for San Juan County year-round residents beginning January 25th at 6 a.m. until February 8th at 4 p.m. This two-week window is your chance to reserve private individual campsites early. Choose from San Juan, Audlin, or Shaw County Parks, or the San Juan County Fairgrounds, RVs only. For local groups of eight or less, please prepare for resident reservation opening day. Proof of residency is required prior to receiving the resident reservation packet. Please email your name, local resident, and mailing addresses to parks at sanjuanco.com to begin the process. Once you are on our mailing list, you will receive the instructions, forms, fee schedules, and park maps. Two sites maximum per household per camping stay, with a maximum of two different camping stays. For opening day on January 25th, email requests, preferred, are accepted starting no earlier than 6 a.m. via email to parks at sanjuanco.com only. We receive 95% of all requests within the first hour. 
Hard copy forms may be placed in a drop box outside the SJC Parks and Fair Administrative Office at 849A Argyle Ave, Friday Harbor, Washington. After 1 p.m. on opening day, reservations can also be made by phone by calling 360-378-8420. Resident reservations are not available to reserve online, but we request online payment. To secure reservations, form and payment must be provided before 4 p.m. on the same date. Final deadline is 4 p.m. on February 8th. Please note that if you have a local group of nine or more people, we ask that you reserve group campsites instead. Call or email the department today to receive group camping information and forms. Opening day for group camping is January 6, 2023. Group camping allows you to gather for all activities and helps us manage our parks for the good of all campers. For more information about camping reservations, visit sanjuanco.com slash 467 slash reservations dash cancellations. Media contact Alice Hibbard, Administrative Specialist 2, Alice H. at sanjuanco.com, 360-378-8420. San Juan County's Department of Parks, Recreation, and Fair oversees public parks on all four ferry-served islands, manages camping, and hosts the San Juan County Fair. The department offices are located at 849 Argyle Avenue, Friday Harbor, Washington, 98250. For more information about San Juan County's Department of Parks, Recreation, and Fair, visit www.sanjuanco.com slash 430 slash parks recreation fair. And now, some choice excerpts from the San Juan County Sheriff's Log. On December 28th, an individual used methamphetamine and was in a state of rage when their family subdued them. There was no evidence of a crime and the incident was documented after the individual was examined by EMS. An Orcas Island deputy investigated a theft at Napa Auto Parts. A subject who entered the business and stole approximately $64 worth of goods was identified and located. When confronted with the theft, the subject agreed to return to the business and pay for the stolen item. On December 30th, a San Juan deputy was dispatched to a burglary in the Friday Harbor area. The deputy arrived and spoke with the caller. The business's back door was found open, but there have been issues with the lock. Nothing appeared to have been taken, and no one was located inside the business. A report was taken. On December 31st, a San Juan deputy observed an unoccupied vehicle blocking a roadway. The deputy called the owner who admitted to driving intoxicated and crashing. The deputy asked where the owner was, but they hung up. The deputy searched for the owner, but was unsuccessful. Multiple infractions were mailed.
A local tow truck driver was impounding a suspected drunk driver's vehicle when another suspected drunk driver nearly struck the tow truck operator. The deputy on scene attempted to catch the vehicle, which left the area at a high rate of speed, but was unable to locate it. On January 2nd, San Juan Island deputies responded to a two-vehicle collision. A driver suddenly reversed on the road, causing a collision. The suspect driver left on foot. The driver was located, arrested, and booked into jail for hit-and-run of an attended vehicle and criminal solicitation. A report was completed. Deputies on Lopez, along with Lopez Island Fire, joined several Good Samaritan citizens that were attempting to keep a boat from sinking in Fisherman Bay. The boat was nearly fully submerged, and after several hours, the vessel was able to be saved. The owner was eventually contacted and was able to secure the boat. On January 3rd, a deputy on San Juan Island responded to a report of a male, quote, being ridiculous. The deputy contacted the person who was intoxicated and upset with their significant other and the choices they were making. The individual went home for the night, and the other half was home safely. This concludes the January 11th edition of the Island Digest. This edition is brought to you by Orcus Center. Orcus Center is your place for fun and intrigue this winter with live concerts, performances, art openings, and more. To check out upcoming events and purchase tickets, visit www.orcuscenter.org. Thank you for listening to the Island Digest a small sampling of what's in your local print newspapers this week. The Journal, Sounder, and Weekly rely upon advertising, subscriptions, and donations to support our mission of high-quality community journalism. To contribute, visit our websites or email publisher Colleen Smith-Summers at csmith at soundpublishing.com. Thanks for tuning in this week to listeners near and far. Come back again next week for more news from San Juan County, Washington. I'm Caleb Summers.